0: Don't make us who we are. So I'll dream until I make you real and I'll see... Hi guys. Welcome to another um I want to say Monday or Tuesday. However the internet <coughs> allows me to unload this, but let's just say it's a weekly, a weekly wonderful mentorship and informational, uh, spiritual, absolutely everything. Marin and Michelle episode. So thanks for coming back. We love you so much. We appreciate all the interaction that you guys have with us. And, you know, things are Marin and I were just talking a little bit. Um, as we always do. We start to talk and then we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. we've got to record because then we start to to get going with everything. So we were just talking about the energy. And um energy is my natural language. That is how I've always understood the world. I was uh, never really able to put it into, um, how to express that to other people. But that is how I feel the world, how I, um, interpret things is all through energy. And right now we are in a real increase of energy. And you'll notice that this is being said many times around, um, spiritual conversations, uh, whether you're watching astrology or you're watching um, um, any type of conversation around uh, planetary shifts, you're going to hear a lot in the past two years, energy speeding up, energy speeding up. And so we're going to talk a little bit about why that is and what's going on. But first of all, hi, Marin. Maren. Before I talk hi, to you, no. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? How was your week?
1: Uh, it was very good, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: Good. What about yours? It was really good um it was really busy it went by so fast I felt like I closed my eyes and it was the end of the week already I'm like yes. how did that happen so it really is speeding up um I'm and I'm sure I'm not the only one that notices that it's just it just seems to just slip away but I had a lot of um and this is part of why this subject was coming up too is I, I had a lot of healing sessions and um did a lot of energy work with people where there was this uh, common denominator of a influx of energy in the upper chakras and i wasn't really thinking about where we were uh planetary where our shifts were and um it was actually just i think it was this morning or yesterday that i came to seeing that we had a full moon like, oh okay that makes sense full moon and then you had said we're going into mercury retrograde as well and so all those things have a really big effect on us
1: yeah and that's what i was going to say was i was looking at my instagram feed and everybody's kind of panicking about the mercury retrograde and there's some other planets in retrograde and then there's the full moon and i'm like oh my gosh like yeah so this is something i really wanted to talk to you about because what do we do? What Michelle? do, we
0: do? Yes, <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing too. Like, so what I was saying, my language is energy because I, I'm not really trained in um, astrology. I never took any t- to really have the proper language. So there's so many other people that will have more knowledge when it comes to, um, you know, explaining this planet is in retrograde and we're in this shift and this moon and this house. And I don't really understand that. I can, give you some basic understanding but what i understand is how do i like what is the collective energy what am i seeing in my own personal energy and what do i recognize um in the world what do i recognize it's happening so it's from studying patterns of energy over you know a long period of time that gives me this information so when we look at full moon energy really any moon because we have to remember we're made up of everything that the stars the planets you know water uh, that's what that's what our body is made up of that's a, we're all we consist of all of these same um, gases and electrons and everything that's what we are and so because everything is connected because everyone is connected consciousness we're all part of this big web when there's shifts that are occurring outside of us, really that's occurring inside of us as well. So we can look at, and this is important to remember too, we can look at what's happening with the shifts of energy and you use it as a guideline, but be careful not to use it as a reason or as a way to blame what's happening. Because here's the one thing that stands out when you're talking about Instagram and Everybody's like, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. It's Mercury retrograde, and that is something that I've noticed that can be a, um, a kind of a um, something that can really get bent into. Well, this is happening because it's Mercury retrograde, and um, it can almost create like a superstition around it, where I've seen people get really fearful when Mercury retrograde comes around because the planets are moving backwards, which means in layman's term to to say it as easy as possible um the energy is moving backwards or planets are moving backwards and so therefore um everything's gonna go wrong everything's you know i'm gonna lose things i'm it's not a good time to sign contracts it's not and so there is let's just say a blanket understanding that when the energy is shifting so mercury and retrograde things may be a little more challenging. Now, what I recognize is that communication can be a little bit more difficult. Um, So rather than seeing that, okay, things are going to go wrong in this period of time, I would recommend putting your mindset into, how about I be a little bit more careful during this period of time to make sure that I'm expressing myself clearly? make sure that I'm dotting my I's and crossing my T's to make sure I'm double checking what I'm doing to ensure that, um, you know, if you feel, because remember again, belief is everything. So just like a superstition, if I believe that I'm walking down the street and a black cat crosses my path, and that means something bad's going to happen. If that is my belief and that's ingrained in me, then that's a belief. So could it create, Something to take place? Yes, because it's coming from your conscious belief. So if you believe that signing a contract or making travel plans during Mercury retrograde is going to create something negative, well, then, you know, it's okay to steer away from that if that's where your belief is in this moment. But another way that you could look at it is well, if I'm going to be traveling during this period of time, and let's say i don't have a choice let's say you have to travel you only have this window and it's actually in mercury retrograde well then that would be a really good time to double check everything just be more meticulous be mindful you know um it's it's a it's not something to be scared of but of course there's a lot of jokes because we all know that mercury retrograde um you know sometimes can be, uh, technical issues. For example, I've had many times where working on the computer and, um, well, let's be honest. I always have technical problems. Okay. (laughs) Let's just be honest. But, but (laughs) when I'm, you know, I've got clients or people coming up on, on the computers, like there tends to be problems on both ends and, you know, is that the energy affecting it? Well, yeah. but spirit, because everything is energy, when they move closer to electric, or electrical outlets, to lights, to microwaves, to um, televisions, those things can go wiry. So Mercury retrograde is not something to be afraid of. It's a planetary shift. Now, when we have that coupled with a full moon, so we've got these other energetic shifts taking place. And a full moon is intensity. That's the best way I would describe it. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's intensity. So we can have um, an enhanced experience of things, but it's not going to be all the same for everybody. So, Marion, you were just saying before we started talking that for some people, it could be um, an increase of energy, like a speeding up. And for some, it could be a slowing down like almost yeah. like a lethargic right so why would it be that way well because we're all in different places right There, there's none of us even though we're kind of following along with these collective our collective ideas of where we are on the planet because we're all on the planet but consciously and where we are in our spiritual growth and in our life and of course each one of us has a a individual blueprint of what we're expressing here in the world, we're going to experience things differently. So for example, if we've got somebody who has um, no conscious awareness of any of this, okay, so we all know people in our lives who wouldn't even think to watch a video like this, or really has anything to do with anything outside of you know, morning, noon and night, my breakfast, lunch and dinner and go to work, come home, which is completely fine. That's that's no problem. But that person is still gonna be influenced by the energy because they're human, they're here, they have a consciousness, they're existing. Um and and would they say have a harder time? Um they may not have the understanding of what's taking place. They still have a, a chakra system. So they could still be um, let's say if they're not in their body, they have a lot of stress, they're um deflecting something in their life, they're avoiding something in their life. And so they might be up in the upper chakras, they might be disconnected from uh, their reality. So they would maybe still be, um, if I get my words right, still be experiencing the world where they're out of balance. And so they would experience some stress, some anxiety. Um, They may have a speeding up of energy and intensity. So the things in their life that they need to look at, or that would help them uh, shift in their life would be magnified. So let's say if it's um, for some reason, I'm thinking of a, a male that has difficulty in his marriage or in his relationship and he is avoiding dealing with this issue in his relationship. And so he is playing video games or doing something that is taking him into this upper space and disconnecting from the heart and from facing, um, we'll say that the root chakra um, from facing uh, family security. Um, I'm trying to explain what I'm seeing in my head, so I don't know if this is coming out right, but um, let's yeah, see. I that- have to shut my door
1: really quickly. Okay, my go ahead. Are singing in the hall, and I can hear them. And it is so distracting. I'm I so like
0: No, you go ahead.
1: My go dog ahead. poked his head through the door and opened it. Okay, one second. <clears> oh, <throat> give me a second to put my
0: thoughts together here.
1: Because okay, I know I that's heard what heard. I figured. It would give you a second. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. So, that was no, no,
0: so no, no, no. That's fine. Um, and this is this is exactly it. Like I know. And I was like,
1: it's Mercury retrograde.
0: It, it, well, it explains <laughs> that these are kinds of the things that take place. And so the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, somebody doesn't have to have knowledge of all of this information. They're still affected by the energy. And so yeah. I'm trying to give the example of um, what could be happening in someone's life and how they are reactive. So let's say, for example, this guy who's been, Disassociating from his life and say in more of a fantasy space um there may be something that occurs around the full moon period that makes him not be able to ignore what's going on um he yeah. could have knowledge that his wife or the person he's in the relationship with has been having an affair with somebody okay so maybe i'm being a little extreme with this but these well, are the that's types what of i googled come up
1: yeah. When I Googled Mercury retrograde, cause I was like, what is this? It says it doesn't create problems. It brings to light the problems. Exactly. So there was always there. Yes. He is now just learning yes. about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so that's why there's no need to be afraid of full moons and of shifts and of Mercury retrograde or anything, because the beauty that we have is we have the ability to be aware in every moment to the best of our ability and to work on how we feel now what was being brought forward um kind of getting back to what i was experiencing with a lot of people this week was um because there's an influx of energy and a lot of those that i've been working with are really working on their spiritual path they're working on their connection with spirit and so what the collective um we'll say the collective issue has been is that there's a lot of buildup taking place as in our human life. So the day-to-day stuff. And, and I too understand this because when you are one foot in one world, one foot in another world, it's a consistent balance of you know reminding ourselves I'm a human being. Like I am here having a human experience and there are um, real life things That I'm doing. So I can't always be up here and in my head and having conversations with other realms and working in these other spaces. And so it can be really tempting to pull away from that part of ourselves and to live up here. And what that can also do is um, this is known as like spiritual bypassing or spiritual Mm -hmm. deflection, which is another thing that can be something to just be mindful of. Because it's very easy to start to get very excited about the sped up energy that takes place when we're connecting, when we're, you know, um, we're having these really amazing experiences, um, realizations, when we're having all this new information come in, it can feel very fast and exciting. And so then our day to day life starts to become less exciting. And so there can be a pulling away of that. So what can happen is these, the, the moons, the Mercury retrograde, these type of shifts help bring us back into that area. So it can be a little reminder like, hello, there's something going on over here. So we're just going to take your attention and we're going to turn it over here and we're going to have you pay attention to it. And so it's really nothing to be afraid of because everything will always, no matter what takes place, and, and do remember this. No matter what disruption takes place in your life, everything is meant for your good at the end of the day. So you may have to go through some discomfort. You may have to go through some things that, you know, you'd rather not. But if you trust and you walk through it and walk through that disruption, that experience, that whatever occurs, there will always be something on the other side of it that you'll say, ah, I see. that had to happen so that this could happen later on and you may not know that right in the moment you might not know that for six months down the road but it always will because nothing in this world will happen for you that is not for your benefit but it's your choice to hold on to that it's your choice to believe that so do you have some questions about about all of this
1: um no, I just like, as you were saying it, I could just relate so much of that to my life. Um, so, so excited. It's going to get charged up here.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, and some, um, so that's so funny. So like, as I've been having my awakening in that higher energy, you're right. You get stuck up here mm-hmm. and there have been times where I'm like, I can feel myself up here and I'm like, right. oh my gosh, like how I've got to, I've got to bring this back down because I'm like literally I feel like I'm floating in the clouds like I'm just so detached from mm. my life that's going on you know mm-hmm. and um and so like some things that have helped me along the way are um well oh my gosh I will say this it's just not been good like eating sometimes helps and yeah. that's not yes. good. <laughs> like you're right so much weight since this happened
0: you're right though because it's very grounding. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Food is grounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, but some healthier strategies <laughs> I've done um have been, it's so funny, I just posted about this. So I feel like we're in alignment, is like um, you know, putting your feet in the grass. And then um, so yesterday I was like sitting uh on my patio and I just had this, I said, Hey Eric, what should I post about? And he gave me this image of like me like putting my feet in the sand. And I was like, yeah, that is so true. You don't have to always like go to the grass. You can do visualizations, yes. of putting your feet in the sand. And so I did that. So I put a pre- pretended I visualized putting my feet in the sand. Um, and then just listened to the like oceanic sound of my breath. Mm-hmm. And that was very grounding and yes. really helped me. And like, I don't know. I don't always want to think about grass and roots, like to think about the beach is kind of yes. nice. Maybe yes. like connect with that more. Yes. Um, so that's one of the ways. And then yeah, yoga has really helped me because again, you connect with your breath. Yeah. Um, and so I'll just do like, um, the very basic, like sun salutation. Um, it's like a, maybe five step like little cycle mm-hmm. and you can do it like in 30 seconds. And I'll just do like a couple rounds of that. And like immediately I feel like brought back. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so those are some things that have helped me when I feel like I get up here. Um,
0: I really and- like, I really like um, when you were saying about the um, um, when Eric said, give you the visualization of the sand. Because that's important to remember too, because maybe not everybody has access to go out and you know, step
1: over the in grass or yeah. or the
0: grass or whatever. And it has that same value.
1: Yeah. You, know, you
0: may not be having the textile experience, but if each of us can recognize the power of what we create and yeah. that we are creating something, we're putting something crystalline into the energetic field when we do that, it has reaction every action has a reaction. So it will be a benefit. I really like that.
1: Yeah. Also, I like it too, because it's like, you know, we will give suggestions and it might not work for you and then don't, don't just blow it off. Right. Like tweak it a little bit so that it fits you and it creates it. And you just have to listen to your body. Like, is this giving me the outcome that I wanted? No. Okay. What, would? well, I really like sand or, you know, yeah. I really like blankets and feeling yeah. you know covered by blankets. Yeah. So, whatever it is that makes you feel grounded, then um, visualize that or actually do it.
0: it. Exactly, it could be a really hot cup of tea. Um, you know, like um, food, exercise, um, yoga is awesome. is really good. Um What Spirit has shared with me is that yoga not only can bring us into the body but helps us balance that core puts that energy into the center part of our body because what spirit has shared with me is that you know we're looking to create and so i was saying to you Marin. before we were recording um we're not looking to pull all the energy down in the bottom we're looking to create a balance in the center so Not having all of our energy up top, not having it all down here, but to create in the center because life itself, our experience in life is up and down, up and down. And it will always be. And we we have to be able to understand that we're not trying to get to a place where we no longer react from life or that we no longer uh, experience the ups and downs of life. The point of having our energy balanced is the more and more we work on it, the more we start to create this momentum of being able to pull our energy into the center core so that we can navigate the ups and downs of life much easier. But then we're yeah. not we're not in a state of <gasps> all the time or in a state of <sighs> all the time. yeah, you know? we can feel this more of an even type energy. and it allows us to. Uh, create create more, to have um, our eyes open to more choice, clarity um, clarity of seeing, hearing, feeling uh, clarity of experience in the world and cr- clarity um, of out of the world because we want to be part of the world but not actually in the world we want to be able to walk with an observer type energy without being in the chaos of everything Mm -hmm. and so putting your energy whether you do that um you know with the uh like with what Marin was saying by stepping in the sand well use your visualization and put that energy into the center area of your body so your center of gravity so think about that you think about how the earth is and the equator right and Uh so you think about the the polarity of the earth now look at your body as the polar of as the earth and then take the energy at the top and the bottom and start to move it into the center so that you're balanced right and so you can do that with visualization
1: okay
0: and that
1: like a chakra balancing is that a meditation you would do for a chakra balancing sure you could yeah yeah
0: yeah um with with chakra balancing, um, you know, sometimes, um, like if I go in to help somebody with a balance, sometimes a person can have a few chakras that are um, spinning really nice and doesn't need anything. And it could be um, helping them balance just one part or another part. So it, this is also something intuitively, because a lot of people will be like, well, I don't know exactly what to do to balance my chakras. I'm not quite sure how I do that. So you do it by actually going in and, and using your intuitive ability. Go in and say, go into your root chakra and visualize that red center. And then ask to be shown, where is that at? And let go of expectation of how that needs to look. So you might get a full feeling or you might just get it, it's fine. Or you might get, um, you need to ground yourself. You know, there's there's different things that you can do for each chakra, but um, balancing them is more of a, uh, for from my experience, is aligning them, having them spin, and balancing comes from helping guide somebody in their life what they can do that's connected to that energy center. And so because I focus a lot on the energy and the emotions, and the, the mental state. So I would then say to somebody, if their heart chakra were, were out of alignment, um, a lot of times the heart chakra uh, is connected to the self-love for that person. So they may need to, you know, do a little radical self-care for themselves because it's often very hard to receive love and to experience and accept love when that love is not being received from the self. Or mm-hmm. given from the
1: south so so i have a question um sometimes i'll um like i'll either like touch a person or i'll see their name or whatever and i'll blink and i'll see a color mm-hmm. does that mean that they are that chakra is really good or when they're like operating on that chakra or does that mean that chakra needs something or is that just random <laughs>
0: No, it's, no, it's definitely not random. Um, it's information that you're being given. So what I would do is ask, because it can okay. be a little different for who it is that you're connecting with and why. So okay. when you see that, so for example, if you're seeing yellow with a person, um, is that person needing strength? You know, is that person needing strength? Is that person um, Uh, needing help trusting within themselves um, is that person ill needing prayer so that's going to take a little bit of investigation for each one because there is reason for that now you may notice that you're starting to get certain colors with people to identify the state that they're in overall right so if you're connecting with someone and you get their name and you see the color pink well if to you is a loving angelic energy so that may be what you're connecting with with that person Mm -hmm. um you you will notice if you ask spirit to show you the difference so ask them to show you um you know whether it's something that they need or if you're you know observing a state ask them to show you the differences in colors because that's part of where the investigative part comes for you and your spirit team because you're building a Rolodex of information. Okay. And so for me to tell you exactly what that means, I can tell you what that means to me. Right? I can tell you what how that comes up for me. And I can tell you basically, um Eric's <laughs> okay, hold on. Eric says that it's it's information for you. He says a lot of times, information just to observe. But if you feel intuitively a nudge, so if you're asking about somebody, if that person's just coming into your mind, he says, well, it's up to you to decide whether you want to take that one step further and investigate into that. Um, you know, is there something that that person needs from me? What does that color mean to me? And he says, and what that's doing is that's building your um, knowledge. So building your, he says, toolbox of information. And that's how you do it because you're going to get information. Like some people look at people and see, um, they might see like a muddiness where the chakras can be, or they see spots in the body. So they are able to identify, you know, where they are ill or they see illness like there's different things that everybody does and the only way that they could discover that is by questioning it and then say communicating with that person and asking questions and starting to kind of build that information and spirit will always give you what you need so if there, if you're not being given something at the moment then it's okay just bypass it because if it's something that you need it will keep coming back they'll okay. keep they'll take many different eric says we'll knock knock you over the head many different ways until you get the he knows i need that yeah
1: that
0: need. <laughs> he does too <laughs> uh, um
1: he's funny yeah he he's hung around me a lot this week and he's yeah. pretty funny mm-hmm. um okay that's cool yeah i and so funny when you say like just ask and investigate mm-hmm. that's something I've been working on because after our blocks, uh, episode, um, when I see orbs, I'll be like, I see an orb, but I don't know who that is. And then I just like move on, you know, or I'll be like, I see a face and I don't know who you are. And just kind of like, and so I'm like, oh, that's a block. Like I need to say, who are you? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Instead of, I don't know who you are. And I've been doing that now. Like, I'll be like, who are you? Why are you here? And, um, and I'm starting to get answers now. So Good,
0: that's cool. good, yeah. that's very good. And it's, it's amazing because um, what Eric has always taught me is, is that when we, we turn corners by just changing our perspective of things mm-hmm. and changing how we look at it and starting to work a little differently. And it's all of these little gentle turns in mm-hmm. how, how we look at things or how we relate to them. And they can have really big effects when we start to do them, and and he says we realize that this whole journey is all inside of us, mm-hmm. all inside of us. We're really the ones with all the control. Nobody else is going to press any magic buttons all over the place. You know, it's it's the
1: well that oh, what do you say,
0: Eric? He's just he's wearing one of those vests with buttons that says like detonate, like oh. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, well, that's so funny. That's like the hardest thing about this whole journey is that there's no, like when you were like, well, you're going to have to investigate yours. I can tell you what I do for mine. And I'm like, I want to be like, Hey spirits, whatever Michelle does, like <laughs> just do that too. So I can figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. But they don't do that. Like you yeah. have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. There's no like guidebook, no rule book. And no direction book. No. and that's like been the hardest thing. And like with the blocks, we were like, and then you heal. And it's like, you know, we want to be like, okay, well, I found a block, and now I just want to remove it. And it's like there's you have to do the healing work. And there's no directions. Like we can't tell you what to do. You have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that is the hardest thing
0: it is. and and, you know, um and sometimes, like we were talking last week, sometimes, um, there can be something that's been blocking us, and we discover it, and we change it, and that's it. And we really never have any issues with it again. Yeah. Like, oh my god! And then something else comes up, and we think we have it licked, and then we realize we don't. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, here. Why is this worked here and this doesn't work here? But that's really part of that navigation and and trust because what I found, like in the in the beginning of my journey and I always say consciously my awakening I wanted to rush to the finish line so I would always envision a finish line of where I thought I should be and I was being told all the time no 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 because you get to one finish line you're going to see another finish line and there's going to be another one I'd be like oh my can't there just be one finish line and I just get to that and then all is happy and everything's great that's just not the way it works. And Eric just says, and just think of this, he goes, when there's a finish line in physical life, that still keeps going. It still keeps going, but you just become more and more open because you continue to grow. Um, but um, it's it really is about the journey. And when people say it's about the journey and not the destination, well, that is so true. It really is because when we start to become – um out of the space of expectation and we start to really enjoy what we're experiencing so the the work that we do the experience the growth the getting right in there and like eric says getting your hands dirty getting right in there and working with it that becomes self-fulfilling in itself because when you start to really commit to something and eric just said each and every person should have some sort of practice that they dedicate themselves to. And when he says that, your practice could be that you're saying, I love myself each morning. It doesn't have to be something big and shiny or whatever. It just whatever you commit yourself to is to have something. Then when you start to realize by committing to something that you're making change in your life, you'll realize that you can make more change in your life than anything on the outside of you has ever done. And that becomes, just as you know, absolutely amazing in itself. And then you start to lose that sense of, I need to be at a certain place or I need to get to here. And if you can really start to close your eyes to where other people are at and look at other people as guides, you know whether in the physical or the non-physical, everyone is a guide, and so you have the ability to accept or or um, uh, what's the opposite of this? accept? Deflect. No, no. <laughs> uh, it, you can deny. Re- yes, deny. Thank you. You can either resonate with something or not, and that goes the same with your guides too. So keep in mind your guides. Are going to give you information and if you don't like what the information is or it doesn't feel right you don't have to do it you don't have to take that into mind you can take it and say thank you okay you know i i am going to think about that or i'm going to work on that but it's up to you if you want to take it or not you know and so keep that in mind that 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 is for everything and um what eric's just saying is that um What your guides want for you is for you to not be dependent on anything on the outside of you. And that includes your guides. And what he means by that is not running to your guides and asking for the answer for everything. Because the whole idea of this process is so that you can become confident in what you know from who you are and what's right for you. And you'll notice that the guidance and what you need will continue to fill itself in as you need it. But that really is a process of of trust. But um, anyway, the whole point of that is it really is a journey. It really is. And the more you allow yourself to be in that space, the um, more beautiful and colorful and exciting that becomes. And the finish lines just showing up. They just keep coming because when you pay attention over here, over here takes care of itself so <laughs> i love that yeah so anything else that you can think of
1: mm, no nope. i was just going to sit just kind of try to recap everything mm-hmm. i learned so um so in conclusion because we're energetic bodies we're impacted by the energy shifts of the universe mm-hmm. and um including the planets and the moon mm-hmm. and so because this weekend or yeah, I think this weekend is a full moon plus a, Oh, this would be this previous weekend. So we're posting this Monday. It is today. Um, so because this past weekend, was a full moon plus mercury retrograde. Plus I'm pretty sure some other planets, Mm -hmm. um, we're getting impacted and it makes us hard to control our energy. And it kind of aligns in different places in our chakras right? And so you can either be too lethargic or too anxious um, and, or, hey, maybe it doesn't affect you. You never know if you yeah. want to those people yeah. yeah. or you're just not aware. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but it's nothing to be afraid of. It's just, um, you just got to use those techniques that we talked about. To, you know, I love the whole, I was thinking about, um, you, The I love the equator mm-hmm. um, and bringing it in almost felt like you know you see that picture of like i don't know when earth began or whatever and it's like and it has the like the light goes this way and then the light goes that way i was like that's kind of what i feel like i would imagine if i did like uh um Mm -hmm. if i if i did that meditation um but anyways and then so do some meditations yoga exercise could eat a little
0: (laughs) and 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 like eat eat um, this is another thing that came up this week a lot. and um this is something I'm working really hard on because my husband and I have both had some health issues, and um I had some recent attention put to my liver Screw and me. my liver health. And part of that is because I've had chemo in the past and been on yeah. medications and that. So, um, I'm really working at uh, detoxifying my food and everything. and you yeah. know, so, something that has come up a great deal is, um, the conversation of, uh, you know, do I eat meat? Do I not eat meat? Do I, you know, do I, um, eat this? Do I not eat that? Like a a real concern about, am I eating the right foods for my vibration? And, and what I can say to that is food is grounding. Food is good. Um, eat the food that your body is drawn to. And, you know, yes, Processed foods are harder for your body to digest. The more that your vibration rises, it collects toxins in your body. There's so many things that are in prepackaged foods and in the processing. Um, you know, even with our fruits and vegetables that we buy from the grocery store, a lot of them have had some treatment or air pollution or, or whatever has been sprayed on them. At some point, so there's always going to be a little bit that we get into our body from the environment. But, you know, if you can try to eat as natural as possible and don't kick yourself if you are a meat eater, if you are drawn to eating meat and it makes your body feel better, you know, don't kick yourself for it. What Eric says is if that's what you're doing and that's where you're at right now, bless your food. Be grateful for the food. You know, be grateful because there is a consciousness that is connected to all foods and plants and everything. So use gratitude with the food and allow it to nourish your body. You know, take that in. Um, another tip is you can put crystals in your water. You can bless your water before you drink it. You know, um, something that I like to do with detoxifying my liver is I'll have a water with lemon in it. And as I'm drinking it, I envision it going right through my body, cleansing the cells and cleansing the liver and everything. So there's a lot of things when it comes to diet that you really have to, to be where you're at and be okay with where it's at. Because just so you know, I am by no means this, like coming to you saying to this, that I am a clean eater and that I am like, I am on my way. I'm in a process of changing my eating and for my family, but we can't jump from one pad to the one way over here. You have to accept that this is where I'm at today. So I can only go day by day and ask my body, what am I drawn to? And if I've got a piece of chocolate in front of me and I've got an apple in front of me, if I really want that chocolate and I'm gonna take that chocolate, then I'm gonna have it and I'm gonna let go of the guilt. I'm gonna do yeah. my best to choose what's best for me every time. So I might have one last piece of chocolate in a week. As you know, I, I'm just saying that chocolate is a little bit of a downfall for me.
1: I heard it's very grounding. So and maybe
0: I, that's <laughs> a dark chocolate. That I have, I do, I, I don't keep it in the house anymore. Um, if I want it, I do buy dark chocolate, but I have this little, this little bit of a weakness for almond butter and dark chocolate. <laughs> and I really like it on an apple. Ooh. So, yeah, it's really good. Like just taking a little bit of it and just spreading it on thin pieces of apple. Yeah, I love that. And that's decadent. Anyway, that
1: sounds
0: like, awesome. but so, so uh, the food thing is, um, but it is really grounding food is really grounding and it's, it's something that, um, that's part of our physical life too. That, um, you know, is something that where we're at in our evolution right now, there's so much that goes around food, like celebration and, um, you know, emotions, there's many different complexities mm-hmm. when it comes to food. So, um, be really gentle with yourself. If that's where you're at with the food part of things, because that's where we can build up a lot of shame in that area too.
1: I, um, ever since I had, um, I think as a young adult, I had a lot of shame about eating, but ever since I had my first child and I saw what my body could do, I was like, I will never. Never. Put my body down, so I've never been on since kids and never been on a diet. I've never felt bad about eating, but there was something that Eric said in an episode a long, long time ago about like um, leafy greens and like eating greens and eating what's good for your body. And so I've always looked at food that way as like just I'm so happy to be putting this healthy food into my body to feed my like system. So that's kind of the way I look at it, yeah. But since this awakening, I have not. Like meat just doesn't do yeah. it for me. Pork is like the only like meat that I still feel like I'm okay to eat. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I um was buying some chicken nuggets for the kids mm-hmm. and I bought them at Trader Joe's and it was like a new one. It looked really good. And so I bought it. And um <laughs> I um I just microwaved them and I hadn't I just was like, right, I need some food too. So I microwaved some for me and some for my son. Yeah. And then he ate like poor guy. He ate like all of them. I ate two. And my second one, I took a bite and I was like, why is it pink in the middle? And then I was like, oh my gosh, these aren't pre-cooked chicken nuggets. These are the chicken nuggets. Oh, no. And I was like, I'm sorry, I spit it out. And I was like, oh my gosh. I like me and meat is just, I was like, <laughs> that was like, definitely. I just, I cannot connect to meat anymore. This was a sign. Well, so. I'll, t-
0: I'll tell you something funny about that is I, I, when I was younger, the only meat that I wouldn't eat was veal, right? I just would not eat veal. Um, but it was when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I had an aversion to meat. Like I could not look at meat. It didn't matter. Like spaghetti, it had meat in it, Mm-mm. chicken, nothing. If I saw the bone of anything, no. And I remember every time I go grocery shopping, I would avoid the entire meat section or anything even close to it. So I would come home with like cottage cheese and bread and crackers. And like my husband would be like, did you, like, is there anything else? (laughs) But I couldn't do it. And I'm still, so once in a while I can eat a little bit of beef and a little bit of chicken but I, I can't eat anything with the bone but we're not really big meat eaters we used to be um i don't eat pork i just have never really been able to but um i the same like i find that that is really shifting and since yeah. my husband has had some health issues um he part of his diet is he's been reducing meat so he might have like he went on a trip with a bunch of guys and they had burgers Well, he was there and that, but, you know, on a day-to-day basis, we don't, you know, other than chicken, I think is the only thing that we ever really cook on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. Well, my husband is still a meat eater Mm -hmm. and then I really can't palate it unless it's like smothered in Mm -hmm. sauces, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which obviously then makes it not healthy. Mm -hmm. So, and then I'm like you where I'm like, I go to the grocery store and I don't want to buy meat. So I'm buying like bread and crackers, (laughs) some Well,
0: and 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 I think, Marin, as you know, um, you know a lot of meat gets stored in the freezer, and once you've had an experience of certain things being put in your freezer, <laughs> you can no longer look at things the same, and that really does affect the body and the, the buzz. <laughs> I suppose that, I suppose I should let everybody. You in definitely on this.
1: should, because that's um, a good okay.
0: Story. I'll just tell y'all. Um, so my daughter, my daughter is, um, my eldest daughter. She has wanted a snake since she was a like tiny girl. I think she was maybe two, three years old when she first started talking about it and she never let go of it on her. Um, I can't remember what birthday it was was several years ago, but she had a, A birthday party where we had a a friend of ours is an expert he breeds reptiles and he came in for her birthday did a reptile show and brought iguanas and snakes and like all different things and she was just begging me for a snake well I knew enough to know that they do need like you know the temperature and the tanks and all the extra care and that and I was not in a position where I wanted to do that No, we've got a dog, cats, and we've got other animals, and I'm totally good with them. But I wasn't really good with taking care of a reptile. So I said to her, you know, when you get older and you're making your own money or whatever, if you want to do that then, that's totally up to you. Well, an opportunity came along about a month ago where um, friends of ours that are breeders were changing careers, and uh, one of them was going back to school and they offered her a really beautiful snake um, and all the equipment and everything to go with it. It was like an opportunity of a lifetime for her, couldn't turn it down. So she brought the snake home. And of course I didn't really think much about the feeding process. I just, you know, it's not my thing. I don't, make a long story short, to she thought it would be a wise idea to go and pick up food for the snake and to have it on hand to feed and it was a better deal to buy a few rats rather than one
1: (laughs) so my downstairs does seem like you know a good plan like it's
0: sensible it's sensible and she's she's thinking ahead you know and she's being sensible and it was a better deal to buy like Six than it was to buy one and um anyway and mind you it's not like lying out it's wrapped in a package and in a container and the whole bit but my downstairs freezer has no food in it just so you know because I can't do it I can't do it but there are frozen rats in my freezer and Mm -hmm. um I said to I I was telling her about this before and I'm like I have just lost my appetite. There is no chance in the world that I can go down to my freezer and grab something out of the downstairs freezer, knowing that in the other compartment, and that's just me, you know, I'm all about the cycle of life and everything. So my suggestion to my daughter was when these are gone, I think going forward, if I have to drive you or take you, (laughs) yeah, take you per week or whatever we need to do to feed this, I said we're no longer going to store them in the freezer. So that'll be a really good excuse for me to have the freezer defrosted and cleaned all out.
1: Yeah. How many more weeks do you have left of rats?
0: Four. Ask me if I've opened up the freezer and even looked. No, just nothing gets put in there.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 It's clear. Just, yeah. That is just
0: the thought every time I pass mm. by it. Every time I pass by I think about it. I just it's just that's just me. I know there's lots of people that would that wouldn't even bother them, but oh they just... <sighs> just, just can't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's okay. a tough.
0: One. Yeah. So that's my story. That's my story. But um, anyway, guys, I, I hope all of you navigate the, the um, Mercury retrograde and the moon cycle yeah. and everything really well. Um, we love and appreciate each and every one of you. And we so love communicating with you. And um, hopefully we get this up by Monday. But you know what? If it gets up on Tuesday, because there's something with the uploads. And I don't know what, what happens. I upload them on Monday and screenshots and she's like it's here i
1: don't know what's going on they,
0: they seem to they sit on youtube uploading forever and then hmm. for some reason it'll stop uploading and then i have to go back in so i end up going to sleep on monday night and it's still uploading and then it finishes off on tuesday so if that happens and you're seeing it on tuesday you'll know why but um you, we'll have a weekly video not to worry yes all right. Well, Marion, you have a great rest of your weekend Thank and you, you, you do. guys enjoy your week and we will see you next time.
1: Yes. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.